0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Abnormal Psychologist podcast, hosted by yours truly, Dr. Colby Taylor. I'm a psychologist here in the state of Tennessee, and I'm also an assistant, soon-to-be associate professor of psychology at Christian Brothers University. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for listening. I was just checking the stats for this podcast, and I'm up to over 250,000 listens right now. So it's really incredible. I never expected this thing to have 250,000 listens. quarter of a million. Um, I think my goal is to maybe one day crack a million. I don't know how attainable that is, but again, thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Um, I hope you find them worthwhile, um, that you learn something or find them entertaining. Uh, Today's episode is a listener request. Um, So in the past, I had two mailbag requests. Um, One was from Aubrey, and she said, hey, Dr. Taylor, I've enjoyed every episode of your podcast so far. Um, I just listened to the one about imaginary friends. And you mentioned only children and i would love to hear an episode about only children or birth order in general Um, i'm writing an undergrad thesis on the relationship between birth order and big five personality traits and would love to hear your take on it Um, i'm currently getting my master's in forensic psychology and i actually had another mailbag request asking about birth order and this one comes from tony and tony says i've recently found your podcast and really enjoyed all of them i was wondering if you could address middle child syndrome And some of the challenges a middle child faces as a child and into adulthood. Um, So thank you, Aubrey and Tony, for these sort of episode requests. Um, I'm happy to dedicate this episode to birth order. In a lot of my undergrad classes, I get questions about birth order. So I think birth order is a really popular subject. I'm an only child. Uh, When I studied in France, they called me un fils unique. I think that's like the French. Hopefully that's the French for um, only child and they weren't insulting me or something. And it's interesting. I'm an only child. My wife, Lauren, she's the youngest. She's the baby of six. Um, And uh, her five siblings are all sisters. My mom is the youngest of seven. And my maternal grandma, her mom is the youngest of seven too. So my mom's the seventh child of the seventh child, which I think is supposed to give her ESP, like extrasensory perception or something. So I've always sort of been fascinated by birth order in that I don't have any brothers and sisters, and growing up in sort of a large, everybody else had large Catholic families. I was sort of an outlier. (laughs) I've always sort of been an outlier in more ways than one. When we look at sort of psychological history, Sigmund Freud, he was the oldest of five surviving kids. Uh, He had a brother, and then I think he had three sisters. Um, And then he had another brother that I think died in infancy. Um, Alfred Adler um, is sort of one of the OG psychologists when we talk about birth order. He was very interested in birth order, and he was the second of seven kids. And in his writing, he sort of was obsessed with his older brother. And it's weird because his older brother was named Sigmund, sort of like Sigmund Freud. Alfred Adler would go on to write a lot about sibling rivalries, probably because of his own rivalries with his older brother, Sigmund. And Adler in his writings said that second-born children tend to make the best counselors and the best psychologists uh, because you've sort of learned from the mistakes of your older sibling and you're better at giving advice to uh, avoid the missteps that your older sibling made. And even though Adler wrote about birth order like 90 years ago, his birth order writing and stuff sort of lives on. Um, Some of his disciples, some neo-Adlerians, I guess is what you would call them, uh, in the 1990s published an assessment called the White Campbell psychological birth order inventory. i had honestly never heard of that assessment before prepping for this episode. So with the rest of this episode, I'm going to divide birth order into three categories, intelligence and academics, personality and psychopathology. And I want to be honest without turning you off to too much of the rest of this episode. Research is really inconsistent about the influence of birth order on psychology. And there's a good chance there might actually be no influence or very limited influence of birth order on psychology. If birth order does have an influence on psychology, it's probably hugely dependent on family and cultural context. So I would be super wary of any broad statement saying that eldest born children are X or that middle born children are Y. Let's tackle intelligence and academics first. And this research comes from the so-called confluence model. That dates back to the 1970s. The confluence model was by Robert Zajonk and Greg Marcus, and according to this confluence model, eldest-born children have slightly higher IQ scores than latter-born children. Additionally, as family size grows, IQ of the entire family drops with each subsequent child, and this is likely due to limited parental resources. And the poor baby of the family, the poor baby of a large family, and the latest born, tends to have the lowest IQ, Um, The IQ differences aren't huge. On average, the eldest born child has like a IQ two to three points higher than that of their siblings. And we've also seen a similar pattern where scores drop with each subsequent sibling birth with SAT scores. It's interesting going back to Adler, he actually had a different theoretical take on this. Um, Adler thought that older born children would receive less resources as resources would be sort of reallocated to their younger siblings as each younger sibling was born. Um, And he called this dethronement. Also talking about birth order, only children, sort of like me, tend to sort of parallel firstborns more than latterborns or middle children or whatever. Let's shift gears and talk about birth order and personality. And when we talk about birth order and personality, a huge researcher in this area is Frank Soloway at UC Berkeley. Like Zajonk's confluence theory, Soloway argues that most resources are spent on the firstborn child and that these resources are gradually depleted as other siblings are born. Firstborn children can also sort of be a resource for latter born children though, um, because they themselves are often parentified. They're put into a role as sort of an assistant caretaker or assistant parent. Firstborn children are also more likely to be conventional and less rebellious than latter born children. And this is all according to Soloway. Um, I used to have a personality podcast. And if you listen to that personality podcast series, I'm a big fan of the five-factor model of personality, the five factors acronyming to ocean or to canoe, Um, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. And research tends to find very small effect sizes uh, related to birth order and the five-factor model. The biggest effect size relates to conscientiousness. Eldest uh, siblings are more conscientious than younger siblings, but even this effect size is really small. It's like less than 0.2. Other research by Soloway has shown that latter-born children are higher in openness, higher in extroversion, and higher in agreeableness. Um, There's no real significant differences um, with birth order and neuroticism, but you can sort of take those significant differences, take Soloway's research with a little grain of salt, Because a large sample and more recent study by Rohrer and colleagues found no differences in personality based on birth order. Okay, so we've covered birth order and its relation to intelligence and personality. Finally, let's look and see if birth order is related to psychopathology. Let's look at substance use first. We have really contradictory information regarding birth order and substance use. Some research indicates that eldest children are more protected from substance use latter-borns while um, other research finds that eldest children or eldest siblings are actually more likely to engage in substance use Uh, so it's really sort of unclear Um, we see the same sort of lack of clarity between birth order and schizophrenia some studies find that eldest children are more likely to have schizophrenia while others find that um eldest children are less likely to have schizophrenia so there's probably really no relationship there um uh, with obsessive compulsive disorder, research from several decades ago uh, like, seemed to clearly indicate that firstborn children were more likely to have OCD than latterborn children. And this probably came from Adler's birth order theory, and um, that older children were stereotypically more likely to be pre- uh, like perfectionistic and stuff. Um, however, follow-up research has failed to replicate these findings. So again, we don't really see a relationship between birth order and OCD. Um, Since we didn't really find a significant difference in neuroticism based on birth order, it's not really surprising that research surrounding anxiety and depression um, has not yielded consistent findings related to birth order. So it doesn't seem to be much there. Um, A pretty recent study, uh, a 2021 study, was published in Frontiers in Psychiatry uh, by Fukia and colleagues found that youngest siblings were less likely to experience mental health difficulties than older siblings. And older siblings were especially more likely to experience conduct-related diagnoses. Um, So thank you to Aubrey and Tony for the mailbag request. I almost feel the need to apologize. A lot of folks, my students included, want birth order to be related to all sorts of things. And we really struggle to find consistent relationships between birth order and psychological stuff. Um, You can send mailbag requests. I'll try to turn them into episodes to c t a y l o 41 at cbu.edu with the subject line mailbag, um, and I'll try to get to them. Um, and speaking of mailbag requests, I do have something in the mailbag, and it reads, um, hope you're well. My name is Talia, and I'm a senior in high school, and I hope to study psychology and or brain and cognitive science during college. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I love how it's short and sweet, and this episode is especially going to be short and sweet. I think it's only going to be about 12 minutes or so, yet detailed at the same time. I've even turned my mom onto it, and she loves it as well. Um, One topic that I'm super interested in is how children understand death. Do you think you could do an episode on this in the future? Um, And she got this idea from a recent New York Times article. And Talia, this is a super timely request. Um, I'm actually lecturing about death and dying to my human development class next week. So I'm going to turn this into an episode really quickly, hopefully within the next couple of days. So stay tuned. Until then, take care, stay well, and I'll see you in a couple of days.